Act Five of the Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Act Five, Scene One, A Churchyard. Enter two clowns with spades, etc. First clown. Is she to be buried in Christian burial when she willfully seeks her own salvation? Second clown. I tell thee she is, and therefore make her grave straight. The crowner hath sat on her, and finds it Christian burial. First clown. How can that be, unless she drowned herself in her own defence? Second clown. Why, tis found so. First clown. It must be se offendendo. It cannot be else, for here lies the point. If I drown myself wittingly, it argues an act, and an act hath three branches. It is to act, to do, and to perform. Argal, she drowned herself wittingly. Second clown. Nay, but hear you, goodman Delver. First clown. Give me leave. Here lies the water. Good. Here stands the man. Good. If the man goes to this water and drown himself, it is will he, nil he. He goes, mark you that. But if the water come to him and drown him, he drowns not himself. Argal, he that is not guilty of his own death, shortens not his own life. Second clown. But is this law? First clown. Ay, Mary, is't crowner's quest law. Second clown. Will you have the truth on it? If this had not been a gentlewoman, she should have been buried out of Christian burial. First clown. Why, there thou sayest, and the more pity that great folk should have countenance in this world to drown or hang themselves, more than their even Christian. Come, my spade, there is no ancient gentleman but gardeners, ditchers, and grave-makers. They hold up Adam's profession. Second clown. Was he a gentleman? First clown. He was the first that ever bore arms. Second clown. Why, he had none. First clown. What? Art a heathen? How dost thou understand the scripture? The scripture says Adam digged. Could he dig without arms? I'll put another question to thee. If thou answerest me not to the purpose, confess thyself. Second clown. Go to. First clown. What is he that builds stronger than either the mason, the shipwright, or the carpenter? Second clown. The gallows-maker, for that frame outlives a thousand tenants. First clown. I like thy wit well. In good faith, the gallows does well. But how does it well? It does well to those that do ill. Now, thou dost ill to say the gallows is built stronger than the church. Our gall the gallows may do well to thee to it again. Come. Second clown. Who builds stronger than a mason, a shipwright, or a carpenter? First clown. Ay, tell me that, and unyoke. Second clown. Mary, now I can tell. First clown. To it. Second clown. Mass, I cannot tell. Enter Hamlet and Horatio at a distance. First clown. Cudgel thy brains, no more about it. For your dull ass will not mend his pace with beating, and when you are asked this question next, say, A grave-maker. The houses he makes, 
last till doomsday. Go, get thee to Yong. Fetch me a stoop of liquor. Exit second clown. Digs and sings. In youth when I did love, did love, Methought it was very sweet. To contract o' the time for ah my behove, O oh, methought there was nothing meet. Hamlet. Has this fellow no feeling of his business that he sings at grave-making? Horatio. Custom hath made it in him a property of easiness. Hamlet. Tis e'en so. The hand of little employment hath a daintier sense. First clown. Sings. But age with his stealing steps hath clawed me in his clutch, and hath shipped me into the land as if I had never been such. Throws up a skull. Hamlet. That skull had a tongue in it, and could sing once. How the knave jowls it to the ground as if twere Cain's jawbone that did the first murder. This might be the pate of a politician which this ass now o'erreaches, one that would circumvent God, might it not? Horatio. It might, my lord. Hamlet. Or of a courtier, which could say, Good morrow, sweet lord. How dost thou, good lord? This might be my lord such a one, that praised my lord such a one's horse when he meant to beg it, might it not? Horatio. Ay, my lord. Hamlet. Why, e'en so, and now my lady worms, chapless and knocked about the mazard with a sexton's spade. Here's fine revolution, and we had the trick to see it. Did these bones cost no more the breeding but to play at lockets with them? Mine ache to think on it. First clown. Sings. A pickaxe and a spade, a spade, four and a shrouding sheet. Oh, a pit of clay for to be made, for such a guest is meet. Throws up another skull. Hamlet. There's another. Why may not that be the skull of a lawyer? Where be his quidditz now? His quillets, his cases, his tenures, and his tricks. Why does he suffer this rude knave now to knock him about the sconce with a dirty shovel, and will not tell him of his action of battery? Hum! This fellow might be, in time, a great buyer of land, with his statutes, his recognizances, his fines, his double vouchers, his recoveries. Is this the fine of his fines, and the recovery of his recoveries, to have his fine pate full of fine dirt? Will his vouchers vouch him no more of his purchases, and double ones too, than the length and breadth of a pair of indentures? The very conveyances of his lands will scarcely lie in this box, and must the inheritor himself have no more? Ha! Huh. Horatio. Not a jot more, my lord. Hamlet. Is not parchment made of sheepskins? Horatio. Aye, my lord, and of calfskins, too. Hamlet. They are sheep and calves which seek out assurance in that. I will speak to this fellow. Whose grave's this, sir? First clown. Mine, sir, sings. Oh, a pit of clay for to be made, for such a guest is meet. Hamlet. I think it is thine indeed, for thou liest in it. First clown. You lie out on it, sir, and therefore tis not yours. For my part, I do not lie in it yet it is mine. Hamlet, thou dost lie in it, to be in it, and say it is thine. Tis for the dead, not for the quick. Therefore thou liest. First clown, tis a quick lie, sir. Tool away again from me to you. 
Hamlet. What man dost thou dig it for? First clown. For no man, sir. Hamlet. What woman, then? First clown. For none, neither. Hamlet. Who is to be buried in it? First clown. One that was a woman, sir. But rest her soul, she's dead. Hamlet. How absolute the knave is! We must speak by the card, or equivocation will undo us. By the Lord Horatio, these three years I have taken note of it. The age is grown so picked that the toe of the peasant comes so near the heel of the courtier, he galls his kibe. How long hast thou been a grave-maker? First clown. Of all the days in the year, I came to it that day that our last King Hamlet overcame Fortinbras. Hamlet. How long is that since? First clown. Cannot you tell that? Every fool can tell that. It was the very day that young Hamlet was born. He that is mad and sent into England. Hamlet. Ay, Mary, why was he sent into England? First clown. Why, because he was mad. He shall recover his wits there. Or if he do not, it's no great matter there. Hamlet. Why? First clown. Twill not be seen in him there. There the men are as mad as he. Hamlet. How came he mad? First clown. Very strangely, they say. Hamlet. How strangely? First clown. Faith, e'en with losing his wits. Hamlet. Upon what ground? First clown. Why, here in Denmark. I have been sexton here, man and boy, thirty years. Hamlet. How long will a man lie in the earth ere he rot? First clown. Faith, if he be not rotten before he die, as we have many pocky courses nowadays that will scarce hold the laying in, he will last you some eight year or nine year. A tanner will last you nine year. Hamlet. Why he more than another? First clown. Why, sir, his hide is so tanned with his trade that he will keep out water a great while. And your water is a sore decayer of your horse and dead body. Here's a skull now. This skull hath lain in the earth three and twenty years. Hamlet. Whose was it? First clown. A horsen. Mad fellows it was. Whose do you think it was? Hamlet. Nay, I know not. First clown. A pestilence on him for a mad rogue. A poured a flagon of Rhenish on my head once. The same skull, sir, was Yorick's skull, the king's jester. Hamlet. This? First clown. E'en that. Hamlet. Let me see. Takes the skull. Alas, poor Yorick! I knew him, Horatio, a fellow of infinite jest, of most excellent fancy. He hath borne me on his back a thousand times, and now, how abhorred in my imagination it is, my gorge rises at it. Here, hung those lips that I have kissed I know not how oft. Where be your jibes now, your gambles, your songs, your flashes of merriment? that were wont to set the table on a roar. Not one now, to mock your own grinning. Quite chapfallen? Now, get you to my lady's chamber and tell her. Let her paint an inch thick. To this favour she must come. Make her laugh at that. Prithee, Horatio, tell me one thing. Horatio. What's that, my lord? Hamlet. 
Dost thou think Alexander looked to this fashion in the earth? Horatio. Even so. Hamlet. And smelled so? Pah! Throws down the skull. Horatio. E'en so, my lord. Hamlet. To what base uses we may return, Horatio? Why, may not imagination trace the noble dust of Alexander till he find it stopping a bunghole? Horatio. T'were to consider, too curiously to consider so. Hamlet. No, faith, not a jot, but to follow him thither with modesty enough and likelihood to lead it, as thus. Alexander died, Alexander was buried, Alexander returneth into dust. The dust is earth, of earth we make loam, and why of that loam whereto he was converted might they not stop a beer-barrel? Imperious Caesar, dead and turned to clay, might stop a hole to keep the wind away. Oh, that earth which kept the world in awe should patch a wall to expel the winter's flaw. But soft, but soft, aside, here comes the king. Enter priests, etc., in procession. The corpse of Ophelia, Laertes, and mourners following. King, queen, their trains, etc. The queen, the courtiers? Who is that they follow, and with such maimed rites? This doth betoken the course they follow did with desperate hand fordo its own life. Twas of some estate. Couch we a while and mark. Retiring with Horatio. Laertes. What ceremony else? Hamlet. That is Laertes, a very noble youth. Mark. Laertes. What ceremony else? First priest. Her obsequies have been as far enlarged as we have warranties. Her death was doubtful, and but that great commandor sways the order. She should in ground unsanctified have lodged till the last trumpet. For charitable prayers, shards, flints, and pebbles should be thrown on her. Yet here she has allowed her virgin rites, her maiden strumments, and the bringing home of bell and burial. Laertes. Must there no more be done? First priest, no more be done. We should profane the service of the dead to sing a requiem and such rest to her as to peace-parted souls. Laertes, lay her in the earth, and from her fair and unpolluted flesh may violets spring. I tell thee, churlish priest, a ministering angel shall my sister be when thou liest howling. Hamlet, what? The fair Ophelia? Queen, Sweets to the sweet, farewell, scattering flowers. I hoped thou shouldst have been my Hamlet's wife. I thought thy bride-bed to have decked, sweet maid, and not have strewed thy grave. Laertes, oh, treble, woe, fall ten times treble on that cursed head, whose wicked deed thy most ingenious sense deprived thee of. Hold off the earth a while, till I have caught her once more in mine arms. Leaps into the grave. Now pile your dust upon the quickened dead, till of this flat a mountain you have made to o'ertop old Pelion, or the skyish head of blue Olympus. Hamlet, advancing. What is he whose grief bears such an emphasis? Whose phrase of sorrow conjures the wandering stars, and makes them stand like wonder-wounded hearers? This is I, Hamlet the Dane, leaps into the grave. Laertes, 
the devil take thy soul grappling with him hamlet thou prayest not well i prithee take thy fingers from my throat for though i am not splendative and rash yet have i in me something dangerous which let thy wiseness fear away thy hand king pluck them asunder queen hamlet hamlet all gentlemen horatio good my lord be quiet the attendants part them and they come out of the grave hamlet why i will fight with him upon this theme until my eyelids will no longer wag queen oh my son what theme hamlet i loved ophelia forty thousand brothers could not with all their quantity of love make up my sum what wilt thou do for her king oh he is mad laertes queen for love of god forbear him hamlet swoons show me what thou'lt do would weep would fight would fast would tear thyself would drink up easel eat a crocodile i'll do it dost thou come here to whine to outface me with leaping in her grave be buried quick with her and so will i and if thou prate of mountains let them throw millions of acres on us till our ground singeing his pate against the burning zone make ossa like a wart nay and thou'lt mouth all rant as well as thou queen this is mere madness and thus a while the fit will work on him anon as patient as the female dove when that her golden couplets are disclosed his silence will sit drooping hamlet hear you sir what is the reason that you use me thus i loved you ever but it is no matter let hercules himself do what he may the cat will mew and dog will have his day exit king i pray thee good horatio wait upon him exit horatio to laertes strengthen your patience in our last night's speech we'll put the matter to the present push good gertrude set some watch over your son this grave shall have a living monument an hour of quiet shortly shall we see till then in patience our proceeding be exeunt scene two a hall in the castle enter hamlet and horatio hamlet so much for this sir now let me see the other you do remember all the circumstance horatio remember it my lord hamlet sir in my heart there was a kind of fighting that would not let me sleep methought i lay worse than the mutinies in the bilbos rashly and praised be rashness for it let us know our indiscretion sometimes serves us well when our deep plots do fail and that should teach us there's a divinity that shapes our ends rough hew them how we will horatio that is most certain hamlet up from my cabin my sea-gown scarfed about me in the dark groped i to find out them had my desire fingered their packet and in fine withdrew to mine own room again making so bold my fears forgetting manners to unseal their grand commission where i found horatio a royal knavery an exact command larded with many several sorts of reasons importing denmark's health and england's too with ho oh, such bugs and goblins in my life that on the supervise no leisure baited no not to stay that grinding of the axe my head should be struck off horatio is it possible 
Hamlet, here's the commission, read it at more leisure. But wilt thou bear me how I did proceed? Horatio, I beseech you. Hamlet, being thus benetted round with villainies, or I could make a prologue to my brains, they had begun the play. I sat me down, devised a new commission, wrote it fair. I once did hold it, as our status do, a baseness to write fair, and laboured much how to forget that learning. But, sir, now it did me yeoman's service. Wilt thou know the effect of what I wrote? Horatio. Aye, good, my lord. Hamlet. An earnest conjuration from the king, as England was his faithful tributary, as love between them like the palm might flourish, as peace should still her wheaten garland wear, and stand a comma between their amities, and many such like as is of great charge, that on the view and know of these contents, without debatement further, more or less, he should the bearers put to sudden death, not shriving time allowed. Horatio, how is this sealed? Hamlet, why, even in that was heaven ordinate. I had my father's signet in my purse, which was the model of that Danish seal, folded the writ up in the form of the other, subscribed it, gave it the impression, placed it safely, the changeling never known. Now the next day was our sea-fight, and what to this was sequent thou knowest already. Horatio. So Guildenstern and Rosencrantz go to it. Hamlet. Why, man, they did make love to this employment. They are not near my conscience. Their defeat does by their own insinuation grow. Tis dangerous when the baser nature comes between the pass and fell incensed points of mighty opposites. Horatio. Why, what a king is this? Hamlet. Does it not, thanks to thee, stand me now upon he that hath killed my king and whored my mother, popped in between the election and my hopes, thrown out his angle for my proper life, and with such cosnage, is it not perfect conscience to quit him with this arm, and is it not to be damned to let this canker of our nature come in further evil? Horatio, it must be shortly known to him from England what is the issue of the business there. Hamlet, it will be short. The interim is mine, and a man's life is no more than to say one. But I am very sorry, good Horatio, that to Laertes I forgot myself, for by the image of my cause I see the portraiture of his. I'll court his favours, but sure, the bravery of his grief did put me into a towering passion. Horatio, peace, who comes here? Enter Osric. Osric, your lordship is right, welcome back to Denmark. Hamlet, I humbly thank you, sir. Dost know this waterfly? Horatio, no, my good lord. Hamlet, thy state is the more gracious, for tis a vice to know him. He hath much land and fertile. Let a beast be lord of beasts, and his crib shall stand at the king's mess. Tis a chull, but, as I say, spacious in the possession of dirt. Osric, sweet lord, if your lordship were at leisure, I should impart a thing to you from his majesty. Hamlet, I will receive it with all diligence of spirit. Put your bonnet to his right use. Tis for the head. Osric, I thank your lordship. Tis very hot. Hamlet, no, believe me, tis very cold. The wind is northerly. Osric, it is indifferent cold, my lord, indeed. Hamlet, 
Methinks it is very sultry and hot for my complexion. Osric, exceedingly, my lord, it is very sultry. As it were, I cannot tell how, but, my lord, his majesty bade me signify to you that he has laid a great wager on your head. Sir, this is the matter. Hamlet, I beseech you, remember. Hamlet moves him to put on his hat. Osric, nay, in good faith for mine ease, in good faith, sir. Here is newly come to court Laertes, believe me, an absolute gentleman, full of most excellent differences, a very soft society and great showing. Indeed, to speak feelingly of him, he is the card or calendar of gentry, for you shall find in him the continent of what part a gentleman would see. Hamlet. Sir, his definement suffers no perdition in you, though I know to divide him inventorially would dizzy the arithmetic of memory, and yet but yaw neither, in respect of his quick sale. But in the verity of extolment I take him to be a soul of great article, and his infusion of such dearth and rareness as, to make true diction of him, his semblance is his mirror, and who else would trace him, his umbrage nothing more. Osric, your lordship speaks most infallibly of him. Hamlet. The concernancy, sir. Why do we wrap the gentleman in our more rawer breath? Osric. Sir? Horatio. Is it not possible to understand in another tongue? You will do it, sir, really. Hamlet. What imports the nomination of this gentleman? Osric. Of Laertes? Horatio. His purse is empty already. All's golden words are spent. Hamlet. Of him, sir. Osric. I know you are not ignorant. Hamlet. I would you did, sir. Yet in faith, if you did, it would not much approve me. Well, sir. Osric. You are not ignorant of what excellence Laertes is. Hamlet. I dare not confess that, lest I should compare with him in excellence. But to know a man well were to know himself. Osric. I mean, sir, for his weapon, but in the imputation laid on him by them, in his meed he's unfellowed. Hamlet. What's his weapon? Osric. Rapier and dagger. Hamlet. That's two of his weapons. But, well, Osric. The king, sir, hath wagered with him six Barbary horses, against the which he has imponed, as I take it, six French rapiers and poniards, with their assigns, as girdle, hangers, and so. Three of the carriages, in faith, are very dear to fancy, very responsive to the hilts, most delicate carriages, and a very liberal conceit. Hamlet. What call you the carriages? Horatio. I knew you must be edified by the margent ere you had done. Osric. The carriages, sir, are the hangers. Hamlet. The phrase would be more German to the matter if we could carry cannon by our sides. I would it might be hangers till then. But on. Six Barbary horses against six French swords. There are signs and three liberal conceited carriages. That's the French bet against the Danish. Why is this all imponed, as you call it? Osric. The king, sir, hath laid that, in a dozen passes between your and him. He shall not exceed you three hits. He hath laid on twelve for nine, and it would come to immediate trial if your lordship would vouchsafe the answer. Hamlet. How if I answer no? Osric. I mean, my lord, the opposition of your person in trial. Hamlet. 
Sir, I will walk here in the hall, if it pleases majesty. It is the breathing time of day with me. Let the foils be brought, the gentleman willing, and the king hold his purpose. I will win for him if I can. If not, I will gain nothing but my shame and the odd hits. Osric, shall I re-deliver you e'en so? Hamlet, to this effect, sir, after what flourish your nature will. Osric, I commend my duty to your lordship. Hamlet, yours, yours. Exit Osric. He does well to commend it himself. There are no tongues else forced turn. Horatio, this lapwing runs away with the shell on his head. Hamlet, he did comply with his dug before he sucked it. Thus has he, and on many more of the same bevy that I know the drossy age dotes on, only got the tune of the time and outward habit of encounter, a kind of yesty collection which carries them through and through the most fanned and winnowed opinions, and do but blow them to their trial. The bubbles are out. Enter a lord. Lord. My lord, his majesty commended him to you by young Osric, who brings back to him that you attend him in the hall. He sends to know if your pleasure hold to play with Laertes, or that you will take longer time. Hamlet. I am constant to my purposes. They follow the king's pleasure. If his fitness speaks, mine is ready, now or whensoever, provided I be so able as now. Lord, the king and queen and all are coming down. Hamlet. In happy time. Lord, the queen desires you to use some gentle entertainment to Laertes before you fall to play. Hamlet. She well instructs me. Exit, Lord. Horatio, you will lose this wager, my lord. Hamlet, I do not think so. Since he went into France, I have been in continual practice. I shall win at the odds, but thou wouldst not think how ill all's here about my heart, but it is no matter. Horatio, nay, good, my lord. Hamlet, it is but foolery, but it is such a kind of gain-giving as would perhaps trouble a woman. Horatio, if your mind dislike anything, obey it. I will forestall the repair hither, and say you are not fit. Hamlet, not a whit. We defy augury. There's a special providence in the fall of a sparrow. If it be now, tis not to come. If it be not to come, it will be now. If it be not now, yet it will come. The readiness is all. Since no man has aught of what he leaves, what is it to leave betimes? Enter King, Queen, Laertes, Lords, Osric, and attendants, with foils, etc. King. Come, Hamlet, come and take this hand from me. The king puts Laertes' hand into Hamlet's. Hamlet. Give me your pardon, sir. I have done you wrong. But pardoned, as you are a gentleman. This presence knows, and you must needs have heard, how I am punished with sore distraction. What I have done that might your nature, honour and exception roughly awake, I here proclaim was madness. Was it Hamlet wronged Laertes? Never Hamlet. If Hamlet from himself be taken away, and when he's not himself does wrong Laertes, then Hamlet does it not. Hamlet denies it. Who does it then? His madness. If it be so, 
Hamlet is of the faction that is wronged. His madness is poor Hamlet's enemy. Sir, in this audience, let my disclaiming from a purposed evil free me so far in your most generous thoughts that I have shot my arrow or the house and hurt my brother. Laertes. I am satisfied in nature, whose motive in this case should stir me most to my revenge. But in my terms of honour I stand aloof, and will no reconcilement till by some elder masters of known honour I have a voice and precedent of peace to keep my name ungored. But till that time I do receive your offered love, like love, and will not wrong it. Hamlet, I embrace it freely. And will this brother's wager frankly play? Give us the foils. Come on. Laertes. Come, one for me. Hamlet. I'll be your foil, Laertes. In mine ignorance your skill shall, like a star in the darkest night, stick fiery off indeed. Laertes. You mock me, sir. Hamlet. No, by this hand. King. Give them the foils, young Osric. Cousin Hamlet, you know the wager. Hamlet. Very well, my lord. Your grace has laid the odds of the weaker side. King. I do not fear it. I have seen you both. But since he's bettered, we have therefore odds. Laertes. This is too heavy. Let me see another. Hamlet. This likes me well. These foils have all a length? They prepare to play. Osric. Ay, my good lord. King. Set me the stoops of wine upon that table. If Hamlet give the first or second hit, or quit in answer of the third exchange, let all the battlements their ordinance fire. The king shall drink to Hamlet's better breath, and in the cup an union shall he throw, richer than that which four successive kings in Denmark's crown have worn. Give me the cups, and let the kettle to the trumpet speak, the trumpet to the cannoner without, the cannons to the heavens, the heavens to earth. Now the king drinks to Hamlet. Come, begin. And you, the judges, bear a wary eye. Hamlet. Come on, sir. Laertes. Come, my lord. They play. Hamlet. One. Laertes. No. Hamlet. Judgment. Osric. A hit, a very palpable hit. Laertes. Well, again. King. Stay, give me drink. Hamlet, this pearl is thine. Here's to thy health. Trumpet sound, and cannon shot off within. Give him the cup. Hamlet, I'll play this bout first. Set it by a while. Come. Another hit. What say you? They play. Laertes, a touch, a touch. I do confess. King, our son shall win. Queen, He's fat and scant of breath. Here, Hamlet, take my napkin, rub thy brows. The queen carouses to thy fortune, Hamlet. Hamlet, good madam. King, Gertrude, do not drink. Queen, I will, my lord, I pray you pardon me. King, aside, it is the poisoned cup. It is too late. Hamlet, I dare not drink yet, madam, by and by. Queen, come, let me wipe thy face. Laertes, my lord, I'll hit him now. King, I do not think it. Laertes, aside, and yet tis almost against my conscience. Hamlet, come for the third, Laertes, you but dally. 
I pray you pass with your best violence. I am afeard you make a wanton of me. Laertes. Say you so? Come on. They play. Osric. Nothing, neither way. Laertes. Have at you now. Laertes wounds Hamlet. Then in scuffling they change rapiers, and Hamlet wounds Laertes. King. Part them, they are incensed. Hamlet. Nay, come again. The queen falls. Osric. Look to the queen there. Ho! Horatio. They bleed on both sides. How is it, my lord? Osric. How is it, Laertes? Laertes. Why, as a woodcocked my own springe. Osric, I am justly killed with mine own treachery. Hamlet. How does the queen? King. She swoons to see them bleed. Queen. No, no. The drink. The drink. Oh, my dear Hamlet, the drink, the drink, I am poisoned. Dies. Hamlet. Oh, villainy, oh, let the door be locked. Treachery, seek it out. Laertes falls. Laertes. It is here, Hamlet. Hamlet, thou art slain. No medicine in the world can do thee good. In thee there is not half an hour of life. Treacherous instrument is in thy hand, unbated and unvenomed. The foul practice hath turned itself on me. Lo, here I lie, never to rise again. Thy mother's poisoned. I can no more. The king, the king's to blame. Hamlet, the point in venom too. Then venom to thy work, stabs the king. Osric and lords. Treason! Treason! King. Oh, yet defend me, friends. I am but hurt. Hamlet. Here, thou incestuous, murderous, damned Dane, drink off this potion. Oh, is thy union here? Follow my mother. King dies. Laertes. He is justly served. It is a poison to emperor by himself. Exchange forgiveness with me, noble Hamlet. Mine and my father's death come not upon thee, nor thine on me. Dies. Hamlet. Heaven make thee free of it. I follow thee. I am dead, Horatio. Wretched queen, adieu. You that look pale and tremble at this chance, that are but mutes or audience to this act, had I but time as this fell sergeant death is strict in his arrest oh i could tell you but let it be horatio i am dead thou livest report me in my cause a right to the unsatisfied horatio never believe it i am more an antique roman than a dane here's yet some liquor left hamlet as thou art a man give me the cup let go by heaven, I'll have it. Good Horatio, what a wounded name. Things standing thus unknown shall live behind me. If thou didst ever hold me in thy heart, absent thee from felicity a while, and in this harsh world draw thy breath in pain to tell my story. March afar off and shot within. What warlike noise is this? 
Osric. Young Fortinbras, with conquest come from Poland, to the ambassadors of England gives this warlike volley. Hamlet. Uh, oh, I die, Horatio. The potent poison quite growls my spirit. I cannot live to hear the news from England. But I do prophesy the election lights on Fortinbras. He has my dying voice. So tell him, with the occurrence, more and less, which have solicited. The rest is silence. Dies. Horatio. Now cracks a noble heart. Good night, sweet prince. And flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. What does the drum come hither? March within. Enter Fortinbras, the English ambassadors and others. Fortinbras. Where is this sight? Horatio. What is it you will see? If aught of woe or wonder cease your search. Fortinbras. This quarry cries on havoc. O oh, proud death, what feast is toward in thine eternal cell that thou so many princes at a shot so bloodily hast struck? First ambassador, the sight is dismal, and our affairs from England come too late. The ears are senseless that should give us hearing, to tell him his commandment is fulfilled, that Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Where should we have our thanks? Horatio, not from his mouth, had it the ability of life to thank you. He never gave commandment for their death. But since, so jump upon this bloody question, you from the Polak Wars, and you from England, are here arrived, give order that these bodies, high on a stage, be placed to the view. And let me speak to the yet unknowing world how these things came about. So shall you hear of carnal, bloody, and unnatural acts, of accidental judgments, casual slaughters, of deaths put on by cunning and forced cause. And in this upshot, purposes mistook, fallen on the inventor's heads, all this can I truly deliver. Fortinbras, let us haste to hear it, and call the noblest to the audience. For me, with sorrow, I embrace my fortune. I have some rights of memory in this kingdom, which now, to claim my vantage, doth invite me. Horatio, of that I shall have also cause to speak, and from his mouth, whose voice will draw on more. But let this same be presently performed, even while men's minds are wild, lest more mischance on plots and errors happen. Fortinbras, let four captains bear Hamlet like a soldier to the stage, for he was likely, had he been put on, to have proved most royally. And for his passage, the soldier's music and the rites of war speak loudly for him. Take up the bodies. Such a sight as this becomes the field, but here shows much amiss. Go, bid the soldiers shoot. A dead march. Exeunt, bearing off the dead bodies, after the which appeal of ordinance is shot off. End of Act 5 And also the end of the tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark by William Shakespeare